So it starts with the mindset of, do I have the awareness to realize I'm weak somewhere or I don't enjoy what I do? I need to find somebody that can do it for me. And whether that's a coach or a specialist inside your company, right? That can focus on a product line. I drill it down throughout the whole agency. I love specialization. You go be a rock star at what you're good at and what you enjoy doing, and you take it off everyone else's plate. So everyone else can focus on what they enjoy and what they're good at. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our business, grow our leadership and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out of the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner, your host. On today's episode, we have David Peterson. David is a 10-year insurance agency owner. He has two offices, opening his third office later on in 2021. He is located in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's been married for 10 years, father. He was a three-year team member for another insurance agency before starting his own business. He has won all of the awards representing his company, Presence Club, Exotic Travel, MDR Teaching Circle, you name it, in both of his offices. He is also now the president of Coach P Consulting, which works with other insurance agency owners and their team members to drive consistent development and high-level results. I think the biggest theme that you're going to get out of this is the importance of being intentional with the development of your team members. We really dive into a lot of different topics around development. And pouring into your team members in a way that is, yeah, we've all heard how important it is to make sure that we're investing in our team, but are you doing it at the level that he talks about and at the consistency that he refers to? I'm excited to introduce to you all, Mr. David Peterson. Wouldn't it be a great start to 2021 by having more leads in your book of business? Well, that's where our partners at Direct Clicks Inc. come in. Their team's dialed-in approach to running Google ads and online SEO campaigns maximize the quality and the volume of your leads, whether that's for inbound phone calls or even exclusive leads through your website. Direct Clicks Inc. works only with PNC insurance agency owners, so they have thousands of hours creating A-B split testing and improving online campaigns specifically for insurance. They also understand why each and every marketing dollar matters in providing true results, low paper clicks, transparency, and attention to detail, all of which is discussed in depth during your monthly review calls. Reach out to the Direct Clicks team at directclicksinc.com. That's directclicksinc.com and find out how they can make a difference in your approach to generating new business. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents, so we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top-performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, 
We have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary, no obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. David, welcome to the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Thank you, Brad. Excited to be here. Excited to have you. So I always start with background and origin story about how people got to where they are. I think it's always a fascinating discussion to just see different people's backgrounds and their journeys. And so why don't you share yours? Sure. Yeah. My at least agency career has been pretty interesting. I was a team member for three years in Memphis, Tennessee. My father is an agent there. And one of his buddies hired me, gave me four-day work weeks, told me I could go back to school on the weekends to visit my then fiance, which I took up and quickly realized I loved this job. So jumped into agency, moved out to Texas, didn't know a soul, took an agency and was absolutely horrible my first year. Probably in today's environment, probably would have gotten fired, but I had a great DAPC who gave me an extra year. Instead of giving me a contract, they said, well, renew your TICA agreement. So I got two years had a good run the second year, things started clicking. And then finally, by third year, we were starting to hit our chairman circle numbers and qualify for things. Year five came around, we got the agency up to multi-line president's club, exotic travel, and jumped on the MOA opportunity immediately. And then I did it all again. First year of the MOA, complete garbage. I failed again, just like the legacy office. Fortunately, had a three-year contract. So same story, man. Second year started getting kind of good. Third year, got to chairman circle. Now we're back to back, two years, chairman circle in both offices, getting the legacies back up at the Multiline Presidents Club, exotic travel place. And a month from now, we're going to do it all over again and open up the third office. But I am determined this time that we're going to actually do it right and we're going to start off hot and we're not going to go back to our prior mistakes of uh, being a bum in that first 12 months. I was just as you were describing those first couple of years that you struggled with your original office and then ultimately your second office. So often, right, we have team members and they're struggling. They're struggling their first 90 days. They're struggling the first six months. And there's this idea of hire slow and fire fast. And so just help reconcile that through your own experience by your own admission. Hey, look, you know what? I probably wouldn't have made it through my first 12 months, but somebody gave me grace and then look what's turned into that. How do you balance in your own organization? Obviously, you've gotten to where you are because of your leadership, but also for the people that you've been able to bring on to your team, knowing whenever it's like, you know what? There's potential there whenever sometimes it's actually not. Yeah. So I definitely had the issue of being a poor leader at the beginning, acting like a team member. There was not accountability. There was not a process. There wasn't development. Back in those years, you're naive and you hire people and you think, hey, if I lead by example, they're going to work as hard as I do, right? And we got to agency for a reason. We stepped above the rest of the crowd. And over time, started to realize that the majority of people are not like that, right? So... Obviously, you get beat up for a while. You learn the hard lessons and then you start to put processes in place and it takes time, right? And it's expensive mistakes, but I think it's the best way to learn. And back to what you said of hire slow, fire fast. I partially agree with that concept where we got really good at the team member part is that we started to hire slow. We turned it into a real process. This happened when State Farm built a hub 
right in our backyard. And we started losing a lot of candidates to the hub. They were paying more. You could wear your pajamas to work. They'd hire anybody, right? They got benefits. So we had to up our game. And what I realized, my brother was going through an interview with a very large medical sales company. It probably took him six months to get hired. And a light bulb just went off one day. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, why am I trying to compete with the other state farm agents out there? Why am I not competing on a larger scale? Why am I not acting like a company? Let's string this thing out. Let's put some roadblocks in the way. Let's drill down to where we get the quality candidates and we stop talking to everybody out there. Because most agents, type A personality, fun to be around. They like to talk. They like to talk about themselves. And they, a lot of them don't know how to interview. They find themselves talking more than the candidate. So mm-hmm. we've really developed a process to slow that down make the person impress us. And by the time we get near the end, we got a bunch of rock solid candidates that we're interested in. Now, the part about that that I would, I said I partially agree with, fire fast, I think is a dangerous rule to live by. Now, there are absolutely times where you know, and when you know, absolutely get them out. If they're not the personality, if they don't have the drive or the work ethic, but at the same side, I do believe that there's a lot of people that do let people go too fast because maybe they're not hitting the numbers. And I was actually talking to a very, very high level agent that's been doing this for 30 years the other day. And he made that comment to me. He said, David, I think you've kind of figured out this thing that I've been doing for a long time is you got to be in it for the long haul on these people. I've had girls in my office for years and they were just okay. And then at 12 months, 24 months, after constant development, after belief in them, after pouring into them for so long, boom. All of a sudden, they're a rock star, right? And that's the thing that I'm a big believer in is if they've got the intangibles, if they've got the work ethic, if they're showing up with a smile on their face, if they've got the things you're looking for in a person, but they may not have the skills yet, you got to invest in those people long term. You got to develop them because if you don't truly give them a chance to succeed, it's an expensive experiment, right? So, that's what I tell people is if you got something to work with, be in it for the long haul. You know, for those of you listening, whenever David and I had our podcast pre-call, I almost didn't have him on because of his affiliation with the University of Alabama. Okay. So reluctantly, I decided to have him on. But no, actually, I would give you some credit here with something that has come up around football and specifically Coach Saban. He recruits at an incredibly high level, but boy, he develops the heck out of them. And there are guys that will stay in that program their freshman and sophomore year. And by the time that they're a junior and a senior, they're now a top 15 pick in the NFL draft or whatever. And so the development that he has, and he's getting incredible talent. Yes, it's full of four and five stars all across the roster. But the development that happens in that program is second to none. And I feel like that's kind of what you're speaking about, because a lot of people will talk about training and development. They talk about it. And they even talk about having a recruiting process, but they don't actually follow through on it. Would you agree with that? 100%. And that's why we've recently in the past year developed this coaching program, Coach P. It 100% came out of demand. It's not something that I went out there and intended to do. It was brought to me. It was requested many times by agents and study groups of, hey, can you work with my team? Can you help my people? What do these processes look like? And all of a sudden, it just kind of blew up, right? And now we've got a lot of agents involved. And that's essentially the goal is to create consistent, high-level development because that is not happening in the majority of offices. They want to train. 
but we have so many hats and there's so much on our shoulders that some people get around to it when they have an opportunity, which is great, but it's inconsistent. And the way that we developed the program, one day the light bulb went off. I looked at my desk, 10 years, stacks of junk on my desk from million dollar round table and chairman circle and study groups. They're full of gold. You've got the best people in the industry. These are their plays and their processes, but we come back to our office and we get sucked into appointments and team member meetings and a million other things. And all of a sudden that stack of gold starts to collect dust. The implementation is where we fall off as human beings, right? This can be talked about in any industry, which is why we created a program to where it is constant touch, constant development. There's no six week time period where you're going to come out and be a rock star. No, we need to be coached every week, day after day, so that I can then not only show you how to do it, but I can follow up with you in two days and say, how did you do? Hmm. Did you implement that play? What struggle did you run into? Did you have success? Share that with the group, right? It's got to be constant coaching because we cannot see or hear something one time and then just go do it. We're going to fall off. I don't know where I heard it from. I'd give credit to somebody. The biggest gap in life is between knowledge and execution. I mean, we know what we need to do to lose weight, to get fit, whatever. We all know that. We know all of those things, but we just don't necessarily do it. All right. So I'm curious about this. Very tactically and granular. Somebody's listening to this and they say, okay, we'll talk about your program a little bit more and then reach out. But they want to try to do that. They are that person. They are you. X number of years ago, they've got stacks of the ring ring binder sitting on their desk to classes, whether it's another insurance agent or just a coach consultant. There's some incredible coaches and consultants in the insurance space. And they too then say, enough is enough. I have the knowledge. I have the material. I have the content to do it. I'm finally going to actually begin to implement. What's the one place that you would encourage them to start? Your team. It's got to be your team right? We've got to dive deep into the resources that we have so that we can grow this business. But if I could go even deeper before team, it'd be mindset, right? Is that we have to delegate out what we either are not great at doing or we don't want to do. And this is where my agency started to transform and go to the next level is going and taking a class about leadership and learning. I've always had coaches. I've always tried to improve myself in any way possible and seeing the opportunity differently, right? I don't view myself as an insurance agent. I view myself as a business owner. And as a business owner, where should I be focusing my time? And that's a mixture of what is important to the business and also what do I enjoy doing? If I hate coaching, I shouldn't be coaching. If I hate talking about life insurance, I probably shouldn't be the one having the life insurance conversations, right? So I don't do my taxes. I'm not my janitor. I delegate out these things that I should not be specializing in. And part of that can be, for some people, development of the agency, coaching the team. So it starts with the mindset of, do I have the awareness to realize I'm weak somewhere or I don't enjoy what I do? I need to find somebody that can do it for me. And whether that's a coach, or a specialist inside your company, right? That can focus on a product line. I drill it down throughout the whole agency. I love specialization. You go be a rock star at what you're good at and what you enjoy doing, and you take it off everyone else's plate. So everyone else can focus on what they enjoy and what they're good at. 
Hmm. I tell agents all the time, if you're trying to grow your team and you have a budget problem, go find a few high school or college kids that work 20 hours a week and you pay them eight to $10 an hour and then go meet with the rest of your employees and say, Sally, what do you not enjoy about your job? And then take those things off of her plate and give it to these other people. Because all of a sudden now, Sally's a lot happier about her job. She's more efficient. She's focusing on other things she didn't have time for. And the entire agency rises up to another level. And what I challenge people to do is look at your entire organization that way. Where can you take the roadblocks out of the way, assign them to other people, and free up your people to be the best possible person they can be? There's a lot of people that you've worked with and you just know through study groups, organizational conferences you've been to, that the business owner has the capabilities and they truly have the desire to go from, as Jim Collins puts it, good to great. They're good. They're solid, but they really want to get to really an elite level. At the time we're recording this, we're in the middle of the NBA finals, Chris Paul has been trying for 16 years to make it to the finals and here he is, right? So he's finally gotten, he's pushed past the cusp and found the right team and the right situation. What do you think is the biggest difference between those agents and agencies that really do make the jump from good to great? Oh, Bradley, that's a big question. And I think it's impossible to pinpoint one thing because there's so much to it. Number one, there's got to be a desire and a drive. I talk to a lot of agents through the coaching program that they tell me they want these things, but they don't put in the effort. I really want to be a chairman circle agent. Okay, run this play. Did you run the play? No, I got busy. I was out playing golf. Okay, run this play. Did you do it? No, I got slammed again. There's always an excuse there, right? Some people have to have that self-awareness and that inner conversation to realize, can I take myself to the next level? And am I going to do what it takes to get there? The other thing that I think is truly important is surrounding yourself with the right circle of peers. I was blessed to choose Texas, DFW. We got agents that anyone could aspire to be out here. They've been doing it for a long time. And I got to meet those people. You know, it's funny. I grew up a State Farm kid. I mean, Al Clark was on Mount Rushmore for me. He was kind of like a celebrity. I grew up hearing his name for 20 years. And then I got to meet the guy. I was like, oh, my God, you're a real human being. And you're nice. I could ask him anything. He said, this is how I do it, right? So surrounding yourself with people that you want to emulate and learning from them. I did not even have President's Club in my business plan, right? I think I put Chairman Circle in my business plan just to kind of appease the people doing the interview. I hadn't really seen that consistently as a team member, and I didn't truly know what I was capable of until we started doing it, until I started hanging out with people that were achieving those things. So some people, they don't have the belief there because they've never encountered it, which is why you have to be very, very intentional about the people that you communicate with and surround yourself with because it opens up your eyes and you start to see how truly blessed we are and the opportunities that are there to be business owners in the insurance industry. Man, we can do anything we want. Yeah, I'm actually going to segue into that, but I wanted to comment on the first thing that you mentioned there. People just don't necessarily want to do the work. There's a Netflix documentary on Ronnie Coleman, you know, Mr. Olympia. I don't know if you, anybody's ever seen that documentary on Netflix, but he makes one comment in there. He's in the gym 
And he says, you know, everybody wants to be Mr. Olympia, but ain't nobody want to move around these big heavyweights, right? And that's what it is. And I think that's so true for business. I mean, he's right. It's like everybody wants that, but you're not willing to do the work. And in that case, move the weights around to do it. You mentioned when we talked a couple of weeks ago about just one of the things that you're super passionate about is really communicating the opportunity, the small business opportunity, and how in some cases it gets just kind of beaten down, trodden down, right? And so I want to give you an opportunity to speak to that because I think it's, I think you're very passionate about it and have a message that needs to connect with some people. Absolutely. You know, I'll be very clear. I am only here. I've only gotten to where I've accomplished because there have been other agents that were willing to help. And I've always tried to give back and be an open door. There's not a question that I would ever not answer, right? Because people need the help and they need the honesty. And it really gets under my skin when someone has too much ego to answer something honestly, right? I ask you how you've become successful and you give me an answer that I know you're not doing on a daily basis. It's your dream world that you want to be doing, but you're not doing it. So I've always been very real about sharing all the skeletons of what worked, what didn't work, what's unrealistic. And one of the biggest things that I've run into when I've had these conversations is some of these agents that share with me that have no idea what's truly in front of them, what they could build their agencies to and their books of business. And whether it comes to financial freedom or time, being with your family, whatever your goals are, we have such an unbelievable opportunity to structure this thing however we want it. If we want a big team, if we want a small team, Bradley, I never thought in a million years I'd have 20 team members. I mean, that's crazy world to me if you go back five or six years ago. Never, ever, ever my wildest dreams that did I think it was going to happen. Having three offices, like that was not on my plan. But because people have shared with me and showed me what it takes, you learn and you implement. And my message to agents out there is I don't care what your dream is, you can achieve it. You put in the time, you put in the effort, and you can make this opportunity whatever you want it to be. Do people recognize your agency brand? More importantly, do people care about your brand? At Relevant Marketing Solutions, we partner with you to clarify your message and deliver it through multiple marketing channels, creating a brand that inspires. With over 10 years experience working with insurance agencies, our team can help your agency not only get noticed, but start cultivating brand champions. From creating a logo to putting it on a coffee mug, we are your one-stop shop for all things marketing. We can even produce a video of you drinking out of your cool new mug. Visit us at relevantadvantage.com to learn more. And if you're a State Farm agent, you can also find us at sfagentpromos.com. And be sure to enter Club Capital at checkout for a special discount. That's Club Capital, lowercase and no spaces at checkout for a special discount. Relevant Marketing Solutions, helping you cultivate brand champions. Whenever you began to put together your own plan that turned your office around, you mentioned how you started first and foremost with mindset. You got yourself around a lot of people that were quite frankly just thinking bigger. Whenever you think about developing of a training program and somebody wants to go through and begin to do that, again, they're kind of cobbling together either things that they've done, philosophies for how to sell financial services or grow PNC, whatever the case may be, right, for that. 
where do you recommend that they go and what's the consistent? And what I'm saying is I'm getting pretty tactical here to say, look, you need to be training with your team two days a week, three days a week. And what that looks like is X, Y, Z, something like that. So somebody can actually take that away and go begin to work on that in their office right away. So you've got to start with what do you want? Like, why are you going to do these things? Where is it going to get you? Is your goal to make a specific income? Is your goal to spend a Friday every week out of the office? What is it that you're shooting for, right? Figure out your why, and then let's figure out how to get there. In most situations, we have to start to scale our business, okay? If you have two team members, you're not going to have freedom of time, and you're probably not going to have a lot of freedom of money unless you just went from 10 team members down to two. So if you want to have these things, you've got to see what it's going to take as a business. So when it gets into scaling the company, you've got to find the weak points. My PNC acquisition team doesn't have enough time on their hands to go do reviews to get financial services. My service team doesn't have any time to make appointments and set people on my calendar. Whatever it may be, you've got to figure out where that gap is. It's going to take you to that next level that you're looking for. And then you've got to find a way to either schedule out time for it or hire for it. Can your team members block one hour of time on the calendar and give intentional focus for that one hour? We've all seen the analogy where you fill the bucket with the sand and the rocks and the water, right? There's always room. Your bucket is always going to be full. You've just got to determine what's going in there first. And that's where we as leaders can determine, is it going to be the important stuff or the non-important stuff, right? And then take it to the next level. All of a sudden we're becoming more efficient and now we can start to bring more people on board. I'm a, as I said earlier, humongous fan on specialization. Can I bring in somebody? And once again, if there's someone that's budget conscious or things are tight, let's start on a small scale. Can I bring in someone 20 hours a week and take this and that off of your plates so that you can do more of the higher income producing activities. And then all of a sudden you've got this handled. And it was never handled before. Let me give you an example of that. I ran into a problem in my MOA office. I inherited a very old book of business. They had had one agent for 35 years. He only had one team member ever. And he was never engaged in his agency from day one. So his customers had never met with anybody. And I was over here five, six years in. I have an annual review process where I'm bringing them in every year, right? And I'm used to people meeting with me. Couldn't get these people in. Could not do it. So I created a play process to talk about financial services and put financial services in place over the phone. We had never done that before. I tested out for three months, worked like a charm. We hit our goals and it was fantastic. So the next year I said, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore, right? It's not efficient for my time. I was liking it. I was making a lot of sales and it was fun, but it wasn't efficient. It was, what's the best way to put this? Below my pay grade where I thought I should be spending my time on high level activities, okay? So I came in the next year and said, all right, we're gonna disperse this amongst the team so that I can manage it and have more people doing it. Well, what happened? My team already had a bunch on their plate. They had internet leads coming in, they had walk-ins and call-ins, they were selling PNC left and right. They never got around to it. When I was doing it, 20, 30 life apps a month were being closed. When they were doing it, they'd have a couple wins here and there. So it failed because they already had a lot on their plates. They didn't have time for it. So what do we do? We didn't give up on it. We figured out a new way to do it. 
because I knew the system worked. So that's when I brought in a specialist. I hired someone for that role and said, this is your primary objective. This is what you do. And you don't have these other distractions. In her first year, she sold 300 life policies for $75,000 of life premium. This year, as of June, she's already over 200 and she's already written $70,000 of premium. So she's going to double what she did last year. And what that has allowed the rest of my people to do is it's taken all of the financial services pressure off of their plates. So now I can tell my general lines salespeople, go sprint on the PNC, go focus on where you're winning day after day. Don't have outside pressure to sell two to four life insurance policies every month. If you get them in front of you and if it's available, go for it. But it takes away the pressure, which increases their game. And now all of a sudden it's freed up my time. I don't need to go in and have a bunch of appointments to try and push for apps or premium because it's already taken care of, right? So now you've got two groups of people inside the agency. They're more efficient. They can spend their time on other things that are necessary in the agency and it elevates everybody. Now I can spend more time recruiting. I can spend more time developing, looking for that next great person instead of having three appointments on my plate. So point is, look for those opportunities where you can level up, get to a new norm, and then you keep on stacking on top of it. And then all of a sudden you look around and there's 10 people running around and you've got Chairman Circle knocked out after the first quarter every year. And you've accomplished something that you never dreamed of. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I mean, I would be remiss and make a lot of people mad if I didn't dig into a little bit about some of that life specialist. And so specifically, if somebody wanted to go that route, I mean, I've heard of stories, both good and bad, right? Somebody has decided to go that route, hire a life or financial services specialist, and it has taken off, just taken off. And it's had similar success to you. And I've heard it, seen it epically fail. What did you do whenever you're recruiting somebody of that caliber? I mean, what was their background specifically? Are you looking for someone who was previously New York Life, Northwestern Mutual? Or are you taking somebody new right, and then teaching them a playbook? What does that look like for you? And what have you seen successful for other people? I'm glad you brought that up because what you said is so correct. So many of us kind of dream about bringing in that outside person that is just going to go to town because we've got a large book of business, fish in a barrel. And story after story. That's what people think is fish in a barrel, right? Right. And it seems to always fail for most people, right? You've got a few unicorns out there that work out. And I've been down that road too. I hired a New York Life guy five years ago and it was horrible. It was a complete failure. But where we've gotten better is we focus on specific processes and we coach that one play. So this will shock you. My girl that focuses on it wrote 300 life apps last year. She has absolutely no insurance experience whatsoever, really doesn't even have much sales experience. Okay. But we drilled down this play so minute to where as long as the personality and work ethic are there that we were looking for, the play can be run. So I've actually kind of turned this into a ARS type system. We've hired three of these people now that actually run this play for other agents across the country. And this is where it's kind of surprising. She's not a life specialist. None of them are a life specialist. We run one play. This is her full-time job. 
she runs the auto build report. She pulls up the report every Monday and we dig through it and look for opportunities. And I teach a very specific play on how to reach out to those people, what the script looks like. It's all over the phone. And then where we got smarter and better after doing this for a while, we then, once it's issued, turn it into a larger policy. We have another conversation, part two of the process, where we increase the benefit, turn it into a better premium play, and then we bring them in and start planting seeds for a term conversion. So last year, we wrote 500 life policies. Never in my wildest dreams that was that ever in the plan, right? But the play keeps getting better and better and better. This year, we're on time to eclipse 600. And it's only because we drilled down these plays in such a small way. We gave someone control of it and said, you're in charge. You're going to be held accountable and we're going to have success. And they become perfect at what they do and they don't have obstacles in their way. They can't tell me I was too busy. I had to help a walk in. This is your role. You've got to own it. I tell you what, folks. If you didn't know what a hook was in marketing, if you've never heard of a hook, he just gave you, that's the best example of a hook. I mean, who's listening to this that's an insurance agent that doesn't say, okay, David, come on, we want the play. We want the play. Like, all right, so we'll just hang in there. We'll tell you how you can get in touch with Coach B to get this play and be competing with him at five, 600 life apps a year. Hey, you know what? You can sell a lot of small policies, generally speaking, Five, 600 apps, you're going to do pretty well. You're going to do pretty well. Not to say that you're selling small policies by no means, but that's awesome. Bradley, you're absolutely right. I mean, her job is to get sales that we have not gotten through the conventional annual review. The ones that we have not been able to get on the books because they're not coming in the office, because they're not going down the road of a life insurance conversation. She's getting little babies. And then she's turning them into bigger policies where they're nice. And every once in a while, she lands a big whale because she gets someone that's interested, right? But her goal is 50 apps a month. That is what I want her hitting. And that's a mix of life and health insurance. There's a health play in there as well. And she's hitting that, right? And just like you said, they add up. And because of the plays that we put on the back end, we control persistency. We don't have an issue because we don't just leave it in a transactional conversation. We get them in the office, we take it deeper, we talk about their beneficiary, and now all of a sudden we have life insurance on someone and they're protected that we were never able to get in. Love it. You mentioned something there that just really struck me, and I think that it's come up a few times, but the accelerated pace of society. And 10 years ago, you had a much better chance to get people to come into the office, sit down with you for an hour, an appointment, et cetera. It's just not the case anymore. We all know that. I mean, how hard is it to get you on the phone? Or when I say you, I don't mean just you, David. I'm just meaning anybody in general. It's hard. And so what you were talking about there with that play and then others is then seeing that as a problem, but simultaneously as an opportunity to solve that problem and still be able to achieve the goals in your business. How have you seen in not just that, but in other ways, how you've been able to leverage and find a faster, quicker way to still hit your sales goals, take care of customers, but doing it in a way that is matching with way society is. I mean, I think you're in Austin, right? Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Dallas, Austin. I mean, that's a fast paced town, right? Everybody is on the move, 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 go, 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 go. So just speak to that for a second. 
Yeah, sure. So like you said, very fast paced. People don't have time for anything. There's 500 agents. Why are they going to stop into your office? All the excuses in the world. But the point is, is that you have to adapt. It's adapt or die, right? And every insurance agent out there is facing that in a small and large scale with some companies. And five years ago, transactional selling was a four letter word. Hell no, we don't do that in our office. We don't talk about it. Price isn't part of the conversation. But part of that adaptation is starting to look at these other avenues of success and say, well, how can we make that work? And what can we do to take a transactional sale into a needs-based deep conversation? Because what I want is I want to start off that conversation with somebody that shut me down in the past. And all of a sudden, I've, now I've got you in the door. And if I land that policy, well, now I have a reason to talk to you. These old MOA customers that never met with anybody, they didn't have a reason to talk to me. But now, because my rock star got them some life insurance over the phone, well, now they need to meet with me about that life insurance policy. So you can start anywhere. The point is you've got to find new ways to do business. We obviously, you and I are having a video call right now. Where was this technology on the large scale a year and a half ago? So many people understand how this works and they can do it just because of what we've dealt with with COVID. I've had two virtual calls this week with customers that we never thought about doing in the past, right? So we've got new ways to do business. We've got to adapt to those. But then what you have to follow up on is you got to bring them in. And that's where I will tell you, you can coach your customers to do business the way you want to do business. If you always try and push for in-person meetings, at some point, they're going to get the hint. It took me probably three years to break down my MOA customers. They had 30 years ingrained in them, but now they come in. My legacy customers have been coming in for 10 years and it's now part of the routine. Oh, it's time for my annual review. Cool. Can we do next week? There's not as much pushback. And man, I think we're going to be seeing a big swing with COVID. I think people out there are craving the in-person attention. They want to talk to somebody. They want to see somebody. So I think we're going to have a great opportunity now and in the coming years where we can get back to what we used to do a lot more often, bring them in, right? COVID didn't slow my office down. Texas shut down for about two weeks. COVID hit, what, middle of March? We had just come out of Fast Start or middle of April. We had just come out of Fast Start. We had travel and chairman circle already locked up. We were done, right? So I said, hey, you know what? We don't need to push on financial services. Let's take a little bit of time. Some of y'all work remotely. Let's lock the doors and y'all wear whatever you want to at work and let's have some fun and focus on PNC. We did that. And then after a few months, I think uh, into June, we said, hey, let's open this thing back up. And you know what? People came in. People still want to talk to us. They still want to meet with us. They still want to do the review. And we were having appointments. Now, obviously, we gave the customer the option, right? We weren't pushing for appointments, but we still did our thing and said, hey, do you want to meet? And they said, absolutely. So I would challenge the mindset of people don't want to see us. I would challenge that for every agent out there that thinks they're struggling with appointments. Is it because of the customer or is it because of your mindset and what you've told your team? Get your people in, offer it every single time. And over time, 
They'll show up. It always works. It may take you a few years, but they'll show up. Last question before we can go into rapid fire. Your team has grown from, you know, I don't know how many you started with, but you'll say it's a normal number of three, four to now over 20. What have you done or what do you do intentionally to keep the culture in your organization the way that you want it, especially going from one to two and then soon to be three offices? So I want to address the financial piece of this because I think a lot of agents look at someone with that many team members and say it's impossible or dear God, how much money did they borrow? I want to break down those barriers. I came in as a team member, 25 years old. I had $30,000 saved up. That was it. I took on no business debt and used what the company gave me in my $30,000 and grew that into this. There was never any debt that came along with it. So you've just got to think differently. How can you start small and have incremental growth? And Bradley, how we got there was making a decision, right? I talked about that mindset earlier of we're going to specialize. We're going to delegate off of our plate what we don't need to be focusing on. And all of a sudden, there's a new job created. There's a new job created. And if you look at your business and say, I am serious about growth, you make that decision to open up the recruiting doors, you don't turn them off. And I had that conversation with an agent yesterday, right? How in the heck did you get there that fast? And I told him, in the grand scheme of things, 20 people in 10 years is very fast, right? But in my mind, it took me six years of constant recruiting to get to this level. When we started recruiting in a different way six years ago, we didn't stop. It's a daily process that is followed in our office. And we are in our recruiting site 15 to 30 minutes every single day, five days a week for six years. So to me, it took a while to build that up. Someone from the outside thinks, wow, that's lightning. But here's what I look at. There are not many great people out there. Okay. The majority of people are very average. If you come across someone that's great, you pull the trigger. I don't care if you don't have a desk for them. You figure it out because rock stars, they don't come across your desk very often. And when they do, you figure out how to get them on board because what they're going to do is take your agency to the next level. Maybe. You bring them in, and after a few months, you realize that someone else has to go. Or, best case scenario, you bring them in, everyone else is great, and it just elevates your entire agency, right? So to go back to your question, it's a decision. It's a mindset that this is where I'm headed, and this is the process I'm going to follow, and you do it day after day after day. Where do people find you if they want to connect with you, David? They want to find out more about Coach P and your programs. Talk to us about how they connect with you and find you, and then we'll get into our rapid fire. Of course. So what we've done with Coach P is we've essentially allowed you to delegate development off your plate. Get it from someone that's doing it day after day at a high level. Get consistent coaching for your team. We meet every Tuesday and Thursday morning for one hour. We do it on Zoom. It's all recorded and we share as a group. Once a month, we do an agent only call, right? This is meant to be like a small study group. I shouldn't say small anymore. A a large study group where we can all brainstorm. We've got an agenda for every single call and we dive all the way into it. You should not leave with extra questions. Obviously, if you have questions about it, you can visit our website or email me. Uh, Website's coachpconsulting.com. 
or you can reach me at coachpconsulting at gmail.com. Uh, you can obviously find me online as well. You can see what we do on Facebook, but very, very accessible. All right, we'll make sure we'll put that in the show notes and obviously in our email. All right, you ready for the world-famous T9 Rapid Fire? I am pumped. Let's do it. The last book you read. You'll appreciate this. I actually this morning finished The System, deep dived into the behind-the-scenes world of college football, talking all about y'all out there trying to pay Cam Newton, all that good stuff. Yeah, we paid him. We paid him, and it was good investment, too. Good ROI. Especially the way it is now. We got away with a steal. We didn't have to make money off Cameo. He just made it from boosters. It was the, one of the worst years of my life. Oh. Uh, what is the book that you would recommend the most to other insurance agency owners? Killing Sacred Cows. One of my favorite books of all time is recommended to me by another insurance agent. And it's truly a book about mindset getting out of the scarcity mindset and looking for opportunity and everything. It gives you an interesting twist on just how to look at things that are so ingrained in your worldview. I love it. I'm a huge fan. I'm actually rereading it starting this evening. When you're not working and not coaching others, what do you love to do? So I've got four young kids at the house, six, three, two, and four months old. So as you can imagine, with three agencies, a coaching business, and four little wild ones at home, there's not a ton of free time. So if I'm not in the office, I'm with my family. We love to be just out swimming in the pool in the backyard. And my wife and I are making sure we get exercise in on a daily basis. We just got a Peloton a few months ago. We're obsessed with that right now. Y'all can find me at uh, coach underscore P underscore rides. Watch out, I'm gonna come for you, all right? All right, I'm going to start following you. I don't know who you listen to. Alex Toussaint's my guy, okay? I'm going with Alex. That's my guy for sure. All right, filling the blank. Ten years ago, I had no idea this would be so hard. Oh, God. Team members. Woo! I think we all know they are by far your biggest asset at the same time your biggest headache. There's always something. I mean, I love the people to death, and then some days I want to kill all of them. So the team portion, leading such a unique group of individuals, especially now that there's so many of them running around, I love it. It's fun, but oh man, it's stressful. Favorite place you've ever visited? Oh man. So we took a trip to Bora Bora a few years ago, which was kind of a special place. It's just so unique and beautiful, but I think I'd probably have to go with Canada. I know that may seem like a weird answer, but just as a whole, I think that is one of the most beautiful, cleanest countries out there and offers so much. So put me down for Canada. Big fan. Just glad he didn't say Tuscaloosa. So that's good. All right. Who would you most love to sit next to on a 10-hour flight, dead or alive? I am so boring, but it would have to be anyone that I can learn from, right? Anybody that's at the top of their game, and I'll include insurance agents in there. I've got a weird drive to just keep getting better and learning. So pick your top insurance agent out there and put me next to that guy for 10 hours and I won't shut up. Well, actually I will. I'll be listening. <laughs> what is a commonly held belief around business and or leadership, however you want to answer this, that you disagree with? Commonly held belief around business or leadership that you disagree with? Ooh, that's a tough question, man. I'm going to go back to your fire fast. I think people can misinterpret that and get rid of good people without giving them an opportunity. I think we've got to put a little bit of a human aspect into what we do and not always be focused so much on the bottom line. 
but we got to care about our people. We got to show our personality. We got to let them have the chance to grow, develop, and get better. So once again, if they have the intangibles, if they're not out there ruining the vibe in the office, I'm going to give them some time. I'm going to work with them. Tony Robbins has said, work harder on yourself than anything else so you can give more, contribute more. What's the number one thing you do to develop yourself on a daily basis? Follow my daily processes. That is one thing, but it's a mixture of five things, right? And it's that mindset of saying, I'm going to do this and nothing's going to get my way. So exercise every day, read every day, meditate, do my daily affirmations with my kids, have positive talk and teach them, and then also eat healthy. For me, that's, I moved that. It used to be stay away from dessert or sugar, right? And I increased, I made it a little bit harder and just say, eat healthy, right? Don't grab that bag of Cheetos or whatever it is, but I have a tracker and I've got to knock those five things out every single day. And obviously I give myself a little bit of leeway, you know, when we're out for a special occasion, dive into that bread pudding. But if I am shooting to do those things every single day, I know that I'm getting better in the long run. It is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. What's the best piece of leadership advice you've ever received? How you do one thing is how you do everything. People truly show you their real colors more often than you think. And if you see how someone reacts to something small and insignificant, that probably shows you a lot more about that person. So I tell people all the time, I lost a team member years ago at the MOA because I was spending too much time at the Legacy. I didn't love on her enough. And when she left, I had an exit interview and she said to me, I am just looking for something that I love as much as you love insurance. And then I looked at her and rocked her world and said, I don't really care about insurance, but this is what I chose to do and I'm going to be the best at it. I could be in the medical world or coaching or cars, whatever, but whatever I've made up my mind to do, I'm going to go all in. And you've got to find that passion, whatever you're doing. And that's how you should treat everything in your life. David, appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure to get to know you. Thanks for all that you do, not only for the customers, but especially for serving other small business owners across the country. Hope to have you back on in the future. Great talking with you, Bradley. Roll Tide. What a great guy. Definitely make sure you go to coachpconsulting.com. Reach out to David and see how he can help you and your team members with your development. You know, there was a few things that really stood out to me with that, about consistent and high level development. And whenever he talked about that, about how frequently he's doing it. I mean, in this coaching program, they're meeting twice a week. And so if you see that, oftentimes you hear about development happening on the front side, maybe in that first 90 days or at best once a week, but even just doing it in his program twice a week, I think gives you an indication about how intentional it is. I meant to ask him this about, he was referring to plays a lot and about running that play. Have you ran that play? And I just, you can just tell that there's a vernacular in his office about playbooks and actually having a play because he, otherwise you wouldn't say that there's a play unless there was a comprehensive playbook. And obviously he has done incredibly well with that. I think also is really made me think about the idea of specialization, right? We've all heard that before, whether again, you're in the insurance agency or not. Some of our listening audience is just small business owners, but it's something to consider around specialization. The other thing is the intentional nature and the time invested for recruiting. 
something that they're touching on every day basis. He's so right about that. Rock stars don't just come around every single day. And so you got to have enough hooks in the line consistently to be able to try to find some of those incredible people. And then just having a real process and really getting those people, those potential team members to sell you on why that they would be a good fit. I think that was something that was really important to me. If you've listened to the podcast at any length of time, you know, mindset comes up quite often. And at the end of the day, when he said, hey, you got to decide what it is that you really want out of your business and then begin to back out of, okay, well, what are the things that I want and what's the pain point or the problems or the sticking points that I need to begin to figure out how to solve and then scheduling time in my day, finding about who can help me to solve that. And he gave a really good example gave them metaphor with Ronnie Coleman saying, hey, everybody wants to be Mr. Olympia, but nobody wants to move these big heavy weights. And I think that there's a mental aspect, a mental metaphor that can connect us to the way that happens in our businesses. We've been blessed to have some pretty incredible guests and David is no exception. He has obviously gotten it done at an incredibly high level. And I think you get just a sense of why he's been successful based on his time on the podcast. We appreciate David coming on. We hope to have him in the future. Make sure you go to coachpconsulting.com. We didn't get into any specifics around marketing. And that's one of the things that maybe in the future, I'll be able to talk to him about, about some of his marketing strategies and tactics and the way that he obviously thinks about things. But hey, if you want to work with a high level company that's getting it done for insurance agency owners with their online presence and with their pay-per-click campaigns for insurance agency owners and other small businesses throughout the country, hey, you've got to go to DirectClicks. Go to directclicksinc.com. They are the best in the country when it comes to helping insurance agency owners to have the right online presence for your business, and then also developing pay-per-click campaigns. They've spent hours testing. It's called A-B split testing, looking at what programs work and what programs don't work. And they're going to be able to work with you and customize a program that's going to be right for you and your business to ultimately help you, as we talked about with David, to be able to hit the goals in your agency that you have. Make sure you go to directclicksinc.com. I think you'll be incredibly impressed by the level of transparency, honesty, and just they're easy to do business with as I heard a long time ago from my father. Be easy to do business with. Well, that's what the experience is like with direct clicks. If you want to be able to make the investment and getting consulting and working with someone like David, and you want to be able to invest in marketing, but you just don't know how much you're investing in marketing now, and you want to be able to have better numbers so you can make these better decisions about how much can I invest in Google ads and how much am I pouring into marketing right now? Is this direct sale or is this bringing initiatives? If you're not able to answer those questions, you need to go to Club Capital. Go to club.capital. Signing up to get a free demo. Just see what they can do. If you're running QuickBooks on your own, yeah, does it take you a little bit of time to be able to do that? Yes, but are you, you're not getting the full analytics. Just getting a blank PL is not going to be able to give you those numbers in a perspective that can take the things from your back office and make it much more of a secondary thought, something that you look at just when you're doing your taxes and actually make that really the strategic generator that can drive the results in your business. As David said today on the podcast, you got to figure out what it is that you want and what are the pain points that are there. And maybe one of the pain points is you just don't have great financial 
knowledge. You don't have great financial reporting that's going to be able to help you to make those better decisions. So go to club.capital, book your free, no obligation demo and see how Club Capital can take your back office and make it the strategic generator to power your business to the next level. Until next episode, lead well.